Hey, hey, what's going on? It's Coach Mark here of the Everyday Fitness with Coach Mark podcast. And today I have another really, really special guest. Her name is Dr. Taz. And Dr. Taz, but TMD, is a board-certified integrative medicine physician and wellness expert who gained national recognition as a best-selling author of the books What Doctors Eat, The 21-Day Belly Fix, and Superwoman Rx. Her integration of Eastern medical wisdom with modern science along with her unique power type discovery has led to featured segments on the Today Show, Dr. Oz, Live with Kelly and Ryan, and eventually the premiere of own PBS special Superwoman RX. And today I'm going to talk to Dr. Taz about her approach on holistic wellness, holistic medicine. Let's dive in. Right, all right. Um, welcome to the Everyday Fitness with Coach Mark podcast, Dr. Taz. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, and um, as listeners heard in the intro, um, but I really want to talk about your story. I really want to hear it from you. Um, I made the intro, but I definitely want to hear it from you. Who is Dr. Taz? <laughs> well, it depends on the hour that you ask, right? No, I'm kidding. No, I, I mean, I am a conventionally trained Western doctor who really got derailed in my journey because I myself started getting sick in the process of my education, stressful childhood, family stuff, all that other stuff. So I started getting sick somewhere in my mid to late 20s. And like many of the people I meet didn't really want to admit it, right? Like, you know, I can handle anything. I don't, I don't need help, all that other good stuff. And so kind of just checked out on myself to be a hundred percent honest, but all of that, you know, led to a journey in trying to get answers, trying to solve my own personal health issues and really became a passion with wanting to help people understand integrative medicine, how to put Eastern and Western systems of medicine together, because that's where I found healing. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, I play a lot of different roles when I answer that question. I'm a mom of two children that are now 12 and 13. I'm a wife. You know, I try to be a good friend and a daughter and a sister. I am truly a doctor at my core. I feel like that's my first impulse and response is to try to fix things and try to help people. But I think I'm on a mission now. I'm on a mission to change medicine, to help elevate the conversation around women's health and family health. I feel like we're missing the mark on so many different aspects of health and it's getting people into trouble and they think they're going crazy and all this other stuff that I hear. So I think, you know, that I'm a mixture of many things, but at the end of the day, I am very family oriented, very family oriented and very much about changing medicine and changing how we think about health and how we think about taking care of ourselves. I really want to touch on that right away. Um, because you said you want to change certain ways um, and how the medicine is, is actually um, being taught or how it's being done. Um, what are the, the principles of that? What do you want to change with your teachings? Yeah, definitely. I think that's such a, a great question. So, you know, when we went to med school and it's still the same today, you know, you're trained in a very kind of dogmatic way. You have this issue or illness, take this medicine, you have this problem, it needs this procedure. And it's very black or white. You know, we're not trained to think holistically. We're not trained to understand that interplay 
between our emotions, our physical body, our spiritual body, how what we eat really makes a difference with our health, and how there's a huge toolbox before you even get to prescription medications and to conventional surgeries and procedures. And I'm not knocking anything. I, I, you know, I worked the ER for over 12 years. I know our medicine works. It works to bring people back from the brink of death. It works for severe disease. It works. But there's this whole zone of folks that are suffering in silence because the medical system doesn't acknowledge all these other aspects of health. It doesn't acknowledge, you know, what nutrition can do to your health, what hormone balancing needs to look like, you know, what sort of your energy it says about you and needs to happen. And Eastern systems of medicine do that. They're a very powerful tool of gauging somebody, anyone sitting in front of you and understanding very quickly by looking at their tongue, their pulse, all these different things, reading their face and understanding like, hey, this person might be getting into trouble. Maybe not enough for me to see on my lab work, but enough that we need to start taking action. And so when you put the two together, it's a really powerful prescription for healing. And that's what I've seen in my exam rooms and I've seen when I speak, like little tiny things make such a difference for people and you see them change right before your eyes. And then in turn, the next step of that is so exciting because not only do they physically change, right? But all the emotional stuff follows. Like all of a sudden now they're ready. They're ready to go start that business. Yeah. They're ready to have that child. They're ready to get married or whatever it is, the next step it, that it is for them. They're ready for it. And I think that's so fulfilling and such incredible work that I get to do and get to witness. And so it just keeps me motivated and keeps me going. Yeah, and I feel like it's so awesome to hear from uh, from an actual doctor um, because they, you're pretty much a rare species. I feel like um, under the doctor species, right? Um, because you see it holistically, not many, I feel like nowadays. And I don't know why it's like that. Um, I have some guesses. But I don't want to guess right now, but um, right. I feel like the holistic way um, is the way to go for the future, uh, especially um, with preventing illness. Um, and when I when I researched you, you you read so many, uh, you you wrote so many books. You were on uh, talk shows, Good Morning America. You were on the Doctor Oz show. Uh, let's say you have a patient that comes into your office and uh, has certain illnesses. Let's say a diabetic. Um, usually, a doctor prescribes a drug right away. What right. would you, what would you do with the common illnesses that are like so so? Yeah, that are happening every day in, in this country. What would you do with a patient like this? Yeah, I mean, we see that all the time in our exam rooms, for sure. Just about anything walks through the practice. My practice, by the way, at Center Spring MD, it's located. We have a couple of locations in the Atlanta area, and we see patients everywhere virtually. But our approach is very different. So if somebody walked in, maybe with an established diagnosis of diabetes or an autoimmune disease, here's one thing that we know for sure. We know, for example, that the gut is the foundation of health. And that's a very Chinese medicine principle. It's a lot of what got me healthy when I was having my issues back in my 20s because I was eating a lot of gluten. Gluten was impacting my thyroid. My thyroid was crashing, was impacting all the other hormones. And it was very much a part of my healing story. And so this is something that we see over and over again, that the majority of diseases, I would be as bold to say as 80% of the diseases that I see today are rooted in the gut. So that's either eating foods that are not right for you, or you're not breaking those foods down very well, or we're having an imbalance of bacteria or the pancreas has been hit, but I would start with the gut. And that's not where, as I'm sure, you know, most people would start, right? An endocrinologist would start with, oh, we need to balance insulin. 
a rheumatologist would start with, here's this drug to help the immune system or to calm it down. You know, the cardiologist will start with the blood pressure or cholesterol medication. They don't start at this fundamental idea that the gut is the root of it all. And if we really, really pay attention to what's happening with the gut, we can bring inflammation down. We can bring so many different markers of health back into place. And that's a Chinese medicine concept. They were doing that for thousands of years. And so that's one way we steal from those Eastern systems of medicine to make Western medicine better. And the same is true for Ayurveda. Ayurveda would not do anything without dealing with diet and without dealing with digestive health first. That's amazing advice. And I feel like the gut is the second brain, right? I mean, we, we have our brain, but the gut, uh, it just says it, the gut feeling, you know, when yeah. we have a gut feeling, we, yeah, really it's right here. That. we really feel that. And let's say, um, talking about gut health, what are certain foods, um, certain things that you would recommend on a daily basis that people can take that are super simple, super actionable, you can start right away, you don't need to go in a pharmacy and, yeah. and get something, what would you recommend? Well, I mean, I think the first thing when we're talking about digestive health is just to clean up the diet, right? It's very hard. You can take all the, the good stuff, but if you're still putting the bad stuff in there, it's kind of hard to make that math work out. So I think that the first is just clean it, clean things up with the combination of preservatives and high salt and high sugar, MSG, food additives, food dyes, those really impact both pancreatic function and digestive function. And we're seeing these organs just peter out is really what's happening. And when they start struggling, the next organ that really starts struggling is the liver. And that whole concoction there is what drives insulin levels up, makes people gain weight, triggers inflammation and creates that whole cascade. So when we're thinking about what to do, the first step is start to really think about, you know, before you grab for something, start to think about how clean it is, what's in it. Does it have some of these artificial ingredients in it? And really focus very much on getting that stuff out and reducing salt and sugar. I think after that, when you're talking about getting things in that help the gut, there's so many things that are easy to do. For example, getting healthy fats in, right? So the yeah. fats, many people don't realize, balance all these little bugs that are living in your belly. So if you're not getting enough omega-3 fats, enough omega-9 fats, which are in olive oil, or you're not getting MCT oil, which helps to balance sort of your satiety and how hungry you are, but also helps to suppress yeast or candida, then we know you're going to have cravings for things that you really don't need. And we also know that your metabolism is going to be affected. So I'll tell my patients, take a tablespoon of olive oil every single day, sprinkle it on something, take it straight, put it on a rice cake or something like that. I've got one sitting over here. I got to try one of those hacks or take a quarter teaspoon have coconut oil. You don't want to do a lot because it is a saturated fat and it does drive up those lipid levels, but you can do like a quarter teaspoon and that in turn can help sort of stabilize what's happening here with the digestive system. Ghee is another thing that does the same thing. So, you know, the world of fats is a place to go to and not get scared of. Then there's so many things you can drink that help to sort of stabilize the gut. So apple cider vinegar and water, it's an old home remedy, but you can literally take a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar and four tablespoons of water, put that together and drink that, you know, at least once or twice a day. That also helps to suppress yeast in the gut and brings that insulin level down. I love drinking fresh, like grapefruit juice, it suppresses sugar cravings. So for anyone out there who's really having an issue with sugar and just craving sweets and things like that, that's a great little hack that you can sip on throughout the day and it helps to take those sugar cravings down as well. So that's another one too. And then I love just 
little things like doing, you know, kefir or a non-dairy yogurt, they have a ton of good bacteria in it, same with kombucha, but these things help to balance kind of what's happening at the level of digestion and as a natural probiotic, that's essentially what it is. Um, even if you're not ready yet to jump into the world of taking probiotics and supplements and things like that. Yeah. Would you, would you say, um, you, you can take this all from like natural sources or would you say some people definitely need a supplement, a prebiotic or probiotic supplement, and it's not enough to get it uh, from not natural sources, or would you say natural is the way to go? Well, I think it depends on the person, right? I mean, I think if you're having very mild symptoms or you just don't know where to start, start with food. Food is always the starting point because you can't, you know, out eat your way from a healthy supplement regimen, right? So you kind of have to do both. So I, everyone needs to start with food, but somebody who is more severe, like they're having bloating or constipation or reflux or a lot of joint pain or a lot of rashes that they can't explain, those people would benefit from additional supplementation because their need is higher. You know, they actually need a therapeutic level of things, not just a supportive level. And so that's the way to differentiate yeah. the two. Do you just need some support or do you actually need to treat and heal? And that's where supplements do play a role. And we found them to be incredibly effective as long as you're picking the right one with the right labeling, you know, and it's a high quality brand. That's awesome. Super good advice. Um, and listeners always want to hear from, from my guests um, what they do on a regular basis uh, when it comes to fitness, when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to sleep patterns. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I put you on the spot right now. What <laughs> I'm laughing because it's such a journey, right? It's such a journey. And, you know, you think you've got it right. And then your body talks to you and says, wait, you need to shift something differently. Yeah, so yeah. I can tell you my absolutes. Um, I'm always gluten free. I, I can't handle gluten. Like I told you, it got me into yeah. trouble before and, and I continue to stay away from it. And we see that pattern within our family, I have to be very protein focused because I, that stabilizes my blood sugar. I have issues with insulin levels getting high. It runs in our family as well. So I usually focus a lot on getting the right amount of protein and healthy fats. in. so that's sort of my focus. I do some intermittent fasting as well. I'll do, I won't do it every day because it's hard on the female body, but I will do it like four or five days a week. So I will do, and I love it. I love intermittent fasting. Um, I do the hacks that we just talked about. I'm actually drinking grapefruit juice right now because I'm trying to get beach ready in a couple of days here. And I'm jumping into the race a little bit late, but, but anyhow, it's been a journey and, and my body has needed different things at different phases in my life. So now I'm noticing, you know, in the last few years, I've become more estrogen dominant, meaning my body wants to hold on to estrogen. It doesn't want to release it. And that drives my insulin level up higher. So I'm having to focus more. I'm such a yoga and Pilates person, but I'm having to focus more on weight training and really building muscle, getting the right amount of protein in to build that muscle. So I weight train once or twice a week. I still do yoga twice a week. I try to sneak in Pilates when I can, and I try to get outside with my kids when I can as well. So that's kind of my movement issue. Now, my job, as you probably know, is a very mental job, right? I'm sitting a lot. I'm writing a lot. I'm on the computer a lot. And I noticed that that sedentary piece of it has caught up to me to be hundred percent honest in the last few years. And it's, it's frustrating. So I know what people say, we're like, what happened? Where did these like extra five pounds come from? You know? And so I actually replaced my chair and standing and talking to you because I've sat the whole day and I'm like, I need to stand now. So trying to remember when to get up and move around. And I changed my chair at work to a wobble chair. And if you've seen those, but like, you know, yeah. kind of rotates my yeah. spine. It's a little bit of movement at least in a, in a day that's very sedentary. 
sedentary. So I think trying to sneak that in whenever I can is really important too. Um, what else do I do from a fitness standpoint? I'm a big believer in self-care. I know that I do a better job, you know, cause again, I'm absorbing everybody's energy and their stories and I love it, but too much of it is going to drain me. So I'm a big believer in massage and acupuncture. Oops, sorry. Uh, massage. Sorry. Can you still see me? So I'm a big believer in like massage and acupuncture and those type of things that help to kind of keep my cortisol levels lowered and help to keep me balanced. So that's and kind I, of like, I saw you with a Theragun. I saw you. Yeah, you say, yes, <laughs> yeah. I love that Theragun. I'm sure you use it all the I time. Have one but too. I have one laying here. Actually, <laughs> I have this running joke. because I run pretty, I mean, I work pretty hard. Like, it's honestly, my husband hates it. It's like from Sunday night, I start to turn on to like Friday at like two o'clock and I'm like in go mode. So by that Thursday, mm-hmm. I'm kind of grumpy, you know, I'm grumpy and I'm tired, but I'll use it on Thursday. I'll actually take it into the office with me because I feel like it just gets my shoulders away from here and brings them down a little bit. But yeah, I use that as well. I have tons of hacks that I use. I mean, I use essential oils. I use a lot to keep my spirits up. I have journals. I'll try to journal every day in the morning to kind of get into the right mindset or framework. So I have wellness is a big deal to me because I do a lot and I continue to want to do a lot. And I know that I have to sustain my energy to be everything that I want to be to the people in my life. I think it's such good advice because most of our listeners, um, they have office jobs, which is completely normal. I have a lot of clients that have office jobs that sit a lot. So it's, it's amazing advice. And even I feel it now um, from when the pandemic hit, when we started an online fitness business from before teaching five clients a day and moving so much. And now it's more on a, on a computer, which is, which mm-hmm. is awesome, but also you just feel it. You just feel oh, yeah. it. Sitting, sitting down and I think that the standing desk uh, the wobble chair yeah. and, and these things are so so important and then massage tools obviously too I want to yeah. talk a little bit about your superwoman survival guide yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, shed some light and uh, what is it um, listeners I'm sure want to know about that yeah. So, you know, it's a little tongue in cheek and the term even came from my daughter, you know, she's, she was, I think seven at the time. And she was like, you know, mom, everyone's always saying you're a superwoman because you're doing all this other stuff. Maybe you need to write a book to help them. So, and I was like, that's an excellent idea. So in 2017, I wrote the superwoman RX and really it's just a sort of a book written as a roadmap to help women really identify where to begin with their wellness, you know, because there's so much information out there. There's so many different diets and fitness routines. There are different supplements you can take. And I realized people were just really lost. And the issue is, is that women today are doing a lot, right? We have really big careers. You know, we have families, we have responsibilities at home and in the community. And, you know, the juggling has, is really taking a toll on many women. They do it for a little while, but after a while, they really start to get emotional fatigue and burnout. And I think that, you know, when you're handling these two things, you've got this family and you've got this career and you've got all this other stuff going on, often you're last on the list, right? So your self-care, your wellness, your body talking to you, all of that you're going to check out on because as a woman, you know, we're sort of built to be empathetic, right? It's always about everybody else. So I think women 
do a lot and get into trouble because they do a lot. So that's why superwoman syndrome, I think is very real. I haven't met a woman that I have thought, you know, I have not thought as a superwoman, every woman I know, no matter whether she's single or married or, you know, whatever her situation in life is, she's usually still taking on more than she needs to for whatever reason. And I think because yeah. a lot of the family and the community caring falls back on us, you know, regardless of who we marry or who our partners are. So, you know, most women internalize that stress and they get sick. And that sickness shows up in different ways. It's first very soft, where it's just like, I'm tired all the time, or I'm foggy to where then it starts to impact libido, it impacts weight, it impacts their mood. And then that spills over into their relationships. And those relationships start to suffer. So I almost see it like a, a domino effect that I really wanted to stop. I'm like, I want people to understand it doesn't have to be this way. Like if you could just find a roadmap for you and find your energy and find what it takes to fuel you, then all these other things don't need to fall apart that are in your life. And, and again, my personal you know, health journey led me there where, you know, I was falling apart at 28 and now I'm so much older and like, I still have boundless energy and, and yeah. really am able to do so much more. So I know it can be different. So the survival guide is more about just creating an open space in a community where women understand that they're not going crazy, that yes, it's really hard to put all these pieces together. And there are things that they need to know. There are things that they need to laugh about. And then there are things that they need to change. And so, you know, my Instagram page, which is Dr. Taz MD, I kind of see as that like home base, but then there's also a podcast. I have a podcast called Superwoman Wellness, which is on iHeart and everywhere that you can find podcasts. So there's that resource where we also interview really incredible experts who shed more light on what's new and latest and greatest and other things that we need to be thinking about everything from health and wellness to parenting and even societal issues like unconscious bias and what's happening in the healthcare system. So we tackle it all on that podcast. I have a YouTube channel as well, where we dig a little bit deeper into some of these issues. So any way you want to consume information, we, you know, there's a way for you to consume that information, whether you watch a video, read a blog, you know, watch Instagram or jump on a quick TikTok, but there are different ways to really understand how to balance yourself and be everything you want to be, but at the same time, not keep yourself last on the list. Super good. Um, you are talking about the roadmap in general. Um, I want to dive deeper into the roadmap. Yeah. What are the main pillars? What are the main steps that you're teaching in that roadmap? Because I feel like it's so important. Um, I always, for example, I teach how to sleep properly. What's your sleeping routine, right? Because it's so important. If you don't sleep properly, if we are sleep deprived, we cannot perform well in our job, right. with our um, family, right? Because there's so many tasks that we have to do during the day and we're tired. It, first, it doesn't feel good. And secondly, it's just not possible to do it. You know, um, what are the, the main steps? Yeah, so here's what I did. And it's a little different, but here's what I did. So all these years of seeing these women come through the practice, right? We see men too. But you know, at that point, it was very women oriented practice, you know, listening to their stories, hearing what they're going through, I could literally see it was like a vision. Like I could literally see how their Chinese medicine diagnosis, their Ayurvedic diagnosis, their hormone imbalances, their nutritional issues, their emotional issues all lined up and there were distinct types. So I came up with five types of women that I meet on any given day. And I gave them cute names. Like there's a gypsy girl who's a creative and, you know, she's always like, 
designing and imagining and always looks incredible because her fashion choice is so great, but has a lot of anxiety and more issues with focus and concentration. And there's some nutritional things that go with that as well. There's the boss lady, which is the very dominant type, which is like, okay, I've got my list. I'm going to get my list done. I'm a go-getter, but they internalize all that stress and they hold it in their gut. So the gut is usually the first thing to collapse. There was the earth mama. That's like that nurturer. She's like bringing everybody in, taking care of everybody, but neglects her health. So she's typically having issues with insulin and weight and depression and cardiometabolic stuff. And then I had the blend. So there was the savvy chick that was the blend of the boss lady and the creative. And then there was the nightingale that had kind of crashed because they had done too much. And it was a blend of all the types. So each of those types had a roadmap and that roadmap. So the process was the methodology is that you identify your power type from there, you get a roadmap and that roadmap very clearly spells out based on patterns, you know, this is the diet you need to be on. These are the supplements you need to be on. This is the best exercise routine for you. And then these are the mind body strategies you need to be aware of. And these are your emotional blocks. And so it helps women really understand who they are and how they move forward when there's so much information out there and they're not always getting the answers, you know, from their doctor's offices, but this is, was at least a beginning point for them to try to understand what's going on with them. Super good uh, information. And I think it's so important, um, not, not just for women, for men in general, to yeah. have road maps like this. Um, and I want to dive into like a really hot topic that I always read about, that I always see, doesn't matter if it's social media, if it's uh, on the news, hormonal imbalances. Um, most of the people don't understand. Uh, they don't even know what hormones they have in their body. Um, right. And what is a hormonal imbalance and what do you see most when it comes to your practice? Yeah, that's a huge topic, you know, and an incredibly huge topic. And I do want to mention too, that power type mentality is for men too. We actually put a quiz on my site. Um, it says, take the test and you go on there and you can pick the Superman quiz or the superwoman yeah. quiz. You can take either one. Awesome. The same thing, providing that roadmap for men as well as to where they may need to begin in terms of how to eat and all that other good stuff. But going back to your question about hormones, I mean, it is a fundamental issue for men and women. I don't think it's isolated to women alone anymore. We're seeing more and more men with low testosterone, low DHEA. Women are just more complicated because we cycle and our hormones are different at any given instant. So, you know, many people don't realize that some of their symptoms are not necessarily true anxiety, true depression, true weight gain. They're actually hormonally based. So rooted in things like your thyroid hormones, your estrogen levels, progesterone, insulin, cortisol, DHEA, testosterone, all of these things. And I think it's so incredibly important. I think the greatest disservice the conventional community is doing is not checking hormones in some consistent fashion at your well checks, that's sort of your routine physicals, because those levels shift and change. And as they change, they give you a lot of information about your health. I just mentioned that I was estrogen dominant now, which again means I'm storing more estrogen, right? I wasn't doing that five yeah. years ago, but stress and time and all those things, you know, that's sort of where I've landed. So now I need a regimen to handle that, you know, and if I didn't know, if I wasn't constantly checking these numbers, I wouldn't know that I'd be playing a lot of guesswork. And so I think it's so important to take the guesswork out of this and to really dial into where is my thyroid? Where is my insulin level? Where is my estrogen, progesterone, testosterone? What's normal for me? Because you want to know where you feel good so that down the road, when you hit a roadblock, you also know where you need to get back to. And so that balancing can happen in an appropriate way. But hormones, just like gut health, 
are so connected to everything, how we think, how we feel, you know, what our energy levels are, all of this stuff. And people don't realize how, how much of a role they play. So I, I feel like if you're not getting your hormones checked in full every six months, you are not taking good care of your health. Yeah. And I think um, you, you just touched uh, the stress levels, right? Because I feel like uh, even since COVID um, happened last year, I feel like the stress levels for everybody are even higher now. Yeah. Uh, families that have to take care of their kids, school, homeschool, um, just fear in general, right? Yeah. Um, it, the, the levels are so up high. What's your number one go-to for stress relief or instant stress relief? Because I think it's, it's so important because we can actually do something right away uh, when we're really conscious and when we're really present in the present moment. Well, I mean, I think in the immediate, when I get stressed, I do two things. First of all, this breath work. And I'm a big believer because so many of us just don't breathe. Like if you put your hand on your chest, you're breathing from here up. You're not breathing from all the way down here. So it's a reminder to breathe and kind of breathe deeply in. And sometimes I'll use essential oils in that moment. If I'm having a particularly stressful moments, you know, just news I didn't want to get or whatever it is, then I love using GABA. GABA is a chewable, it comes as a chewable and it instantly sort of calms me down. I call it the natural Xanax and it really, it really does work. So that's something I'll use in a moment. But to take that threshold down where, you know, it's hard to stress me out, that's that self-care routine, you know? So the more you're detaching and calming yourself down on a regular basis, whether it's through mindfulness or massage or exercise or any of those things, it's a lot harder to stress somebody out. So, you know, when, when we're not taking care of ourselves, everything bugs us, right? Like that sound bugs us, you know, someone walking down the hallway bugs us. But when we're in a relaxed, low cortisol kind of mode, then we are able to handle the stress appropriately. So, so you've got to have those routines in place and you have to have those hacks in place too. Otherwise you really do suffer. There's so many, um, yeah, golden nuggets you shared today. And I, I so much appreciate it. Um, we're coming to the end of the episode. I just wanted to share where people can find you, um, and anything that you want to share right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I have my podcast, Superwomen Wellness. If you guys want to check that out, it's on Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, all those great places. And then I'm pretty active on Instagram. So you guys can join me there as Dr. Taz MD. And I post videos and how to's and all kinds of stuff on there. So check me out there as well. And for more information just about me, my website's drtaz.com. Thank you so much for coming on. And yeah, we'll see you in the future. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Everyday Fitness with Coach Mark. Hopefully you're feeling fired up and motivated to get going. All it takes is just 30 minutes per day. Get your hands on Coach Mark's incredible free workout challenge or join him live for an online workout every single week by going straight to completethechallenge.com. Super easy to remember, completethechallenge.com. Don't forget, the key to results is consistency. Join us for the next episode of Everyday Fitness with me, Coach Mark, every Monday and Thursday.